I'm Jennifer, and you're listening to the Jennifer Kayla Ruskin Podcast. I'm passionate about helping you create the relationship and sex life of your dreams. Welcome to conversations about open relationships, online dating, and conscious uncoupling. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm so excited. I have Ellie Berland on. She is the host of the Fire and Flow podcast and a sacred alignment coach. And you guys, I heard her on another podcast and she was talking about our bodies and how they hold the intuition, particularly your pussy. And so today we're calling the episode Pussy Power. Your body holds the answers. Ellie, I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. Would you stop first though and let everybody know who you are, give us some information. I'd love to normalize our guests. Yeah, totally. Hello. Thank you for the introduction. Yes, I am Ellie. Um, I do a lot of things. Um, I am an experienced designer for sacred experiences, as well as um, I am a coach. Like you said, Um, I coach people basically through um, learning their sacred um, purpose on this planet and birthing businesses into the world. A lot of times women um, is the people that I help. And um, we basically connect into our own intuition and into our body's intuition to lead us in the direction of our goals and dreams and make them a reality. So yeah, that's what we do around here. Yeah. And you were just telling me before we hit record, you have some lifestyle experience. Totally. Yeah. So, so much of my um, sexual experience is very uh, vast and wide and um, started with me actually being in the church. And um, I grew up very Christian and religious and went all the way from extreme purity culture all the way to swinging within a very short amount of time um, and lots of uh, kink and lifestyle experience in between polyamory. I've tried it all, honestly. Um, So yeah, it's definitely part of the journey, part of the experience and part of the uh, me getting to understand my body's yeses and nos. That was definitely a a big part of the journey for me was, um, you know, kind of swinging the pendulum deeply each way to um, find my sort of middle ground um, and, and listen to my body's yes and no along the way. So it's definitely part of the story. And I'm sure people that are listening are like, what the fuck is she talking about? Like listening to your body. And I don't know about you, but I had experiences throughout my life where I was numb from here down. Like I wanted to feel, and I wanted to try to figure out how to, like, how do you hone in your intuition? How do you, do you strengthen it like a muscle? And it took years of like really digging in and doing work to try to, to try to feel again, to feel anything from emotion to especially anger. Like I'm really good at, I have been really good at just blocking that particular emotion. I don't like to feel angry at people. Um, (laughs) And so I'm excited about this conversation. And I know the podcast that I have listened to with you is really more kind of like business focused, Mm -hmm. using that as a tool in your business. So I'm going to let you take this wherever you want. We could take it to the relationship side. I know I have lots of clients and friends that are like, how do I know how to choose a partner? And like, if I'm trying to attract in somebody new, how can I know what's right and what's wrong? And then I've got lots of friends that are in the business world and I'm still in the business world. And so I'm just going to let you lead and you tell us how to listen to our body to make decisions. 
Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think we could look at it from a broad life perspective is the real, real, real of it because it impacts everything. So um, yeah, let's go back to what you're saying about like connecting to your body because that is a foreign subject to a lot of people. That's kind of a new thing. It's not necessarily part of their day-to-day lives. Um, But I'm here to tell you that your body has its own intelligence and you can actually connect into it. You can connect into your body's intuition. And it starts with exactly what you're talking about. If you're feeling numb from the neck down, which is actually where a lot of us live. A lot of us live in our heads and up here above ourselves, even not even in our bodies at all. Um, The first thing that you can do to start connecting with your body is simply breathe, just breathing deeply into your body as a whole and really feeling into each sort of space as you fill it with air. Like, what does it feel like to feel down to here in my chest? What does it feel like to feel down to here in my chest, in my ribs? What does it feel like to feel at my lower belly? What does it feel like to breathe all the way down to my pussy for women and for men down to your genitals, down to your penis too? Like, what does it feel like to actually breathe all the way in, all the way down through my entire body and feeling what it feels like to be inside your body? That's a first step. And some people have never taken that step because it's not necessarily obvious or innate because so much of our lives are lived on a screen are lived in our little, you know, our little cell phone boxes that we hold all the time. Um, so much of it is is not embodied. So we're not used to actually being inside of our body. And that itself can change actually so much. That's the first step. And two, if you're having trouble with that, one of the best things I could possibly suggest is actually to just get into nature and sit and ground into nature to be able to access those parts of your body that you haven't before. Um, and you can actually, this is a whole other subject. I'm, I'm very into um, nature connection because inherently we are nature, um, but connecting to the earth and just literally asking, hey, earth, would you let me feel you and let me feel my body? And it will help. It actually can be um, part of that consciousness that can help you access those parts of your body. So pretty cool stuff. I'm so excited. And I was jiggling things around for a purpose. In front of (laughs) me is a huge stack of books. Like, you know, Come As You Are from Emily Nagowski, um, Conscious Uncoupling with Catherine Woodward Thomas. And as soon as you said, be in your body and breathe deeply into your body. I thought about Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Have you read this? Uh, you you know what? Have. I I haven't actually, but I've I have I it's on my list because I've had so many people talk about how much of my teaching is related to what Glennon Doyle talks about. Is, and I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Glennon cool. Doyle um has had an eating disorder. She's obviously like a number one selling author. She's yeah. very much she talks a lot about embodiment. And she has the We Can Do Hard Things podcast, which I'm completely addicted to. And it's a range of topics. So typically who I follow are other sex coaches, and I'm always in that space of sex. And I'm finding Glennon Doyle's podcast to be very refreshing because there's sex sprinkled in, but there's also like child rearing or like, how can we be more Mm -hmm. inclusive? And, And she talked just the other day, I think this was yesterday's podcast release. She talked about her update with her eating disorder and where she's at with her therapist. And she was like, it, it's never felt safe for me to be a body on this planet. I don't feel safe in my body. And I think for some of us that have either become embodied or just didn't come into the world feeling that way, we're like, what does that mean? And maybe you can speak a little bit more into that. And especially the people that hear your number one of breathing deeply into each part of your body. And they're like, 
I don't want to fucking do that. I'm it, my body hurts or it's painful Mm -hmm. or it's scary for me to investigate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's such a valid point. And I'm actually so glad that you brought that up because that is actually a big part of my story. Both the purity culture that I grew up in did not really, it really asked me to be in my body. In fact, it was opposite. It asked me to stay out of my body. And then two, I grew up um, actually in and out of the hospital a lot. I was really sick as a child. And so a lot of the times my disembodiment was because I was in so much pain. And so I just sort of blocked it. Mm. Um, And I really want to validate those experiences because they are really hard, really scary and really painful. Um, But at the same time, the, the start to healing those things is actually starting to build a relationship with your body so that you can actually connect to your humanity, connect deeply inside and learn what it is that's causing those issues and, or start to heal them slowly, but surely. So I really understand and respect and want to validate those feelings because they are very true where it's, so much of society and so much of our experiences, especially traumatic ones, are things that disembody us particularly, that are things that disconnect us. Um, and it's it can be a real challenge to start to lean in. But one of the things that you can do with this, with just simple breathing, and you can start slow, right? Like it doesn't have to be immediate that you get all the way down and all the way to that pussy that we're talking about, that, that own pussy intuition. It can start really low. It can start just like, Hey, what does it feel like to be my hands? Like, what do my hands feel like? You know, what am I, what does my chest feel like? Like it can start really, really slow. Um, but it is the key to start getting into your body and start to heal your nervous system, because that's the thing that is overreactive. That doesn't let us be embodied. Actually, that nervous system disconnection and that nervous system gets triggered. And so it feels uncomfortable. It feels unsafe to be in the body. Mm -hmm. Um, but breath is the thing that connects us. And so starting there is a really good, just starting space. Hmm. I keep hearing this question and maybe you already answered it, but it's, how do you convince people that it's safe to feel and be in their body? I think it can be as simple as reminding yourself that whatever you've felt in the past is not now. Mm-hmm. So whatever has felt unsafe in this exact moment, you are safe. I mean, of course, get into a space that you do feel safe. And that's why I recommend nature, because for me, that feels really safe. And I know for a lot of people that feels really safe, because it feels very connected. Um, But maybe you start with your bedroom, because that feels really safe to you or a sacred space that feels really safe to you. And remind yourself that in this moment, regardless of what's happening outside of you in this moment, you are safe. And so you can start to lean in and start to remember that. And when you do breathe into that, I am safe, I am here, I am part of this body, you can start to heal those things that actually are blocking you from accessing your body and start to heal that nervous system. The nervous system heals through breath and presence. And so that is part of the process of breathing into that space and opening up the nervous system, reminding your ego self reminding your um the thing that keeps you safe that you are safe in that moment and that you can access all of those parts of you without it being traumatic in this moment in this moment you are safe it's a mm. good start that's such a beautiful start 
It reminds me of lots of yoga practices, you know, yeah. when you're breathing and you're opening and, you know, you're at Shavasana even, and you're like, okay, I'm safe. And now I can really feel because I've moved, I've moved energy, I've moved emotion. Speaking of emotion, at what point, as you start to unlock what's under here, mm-hmm. at what point do you start to feel emotions come through? And then what do you do with them when they start? to? Yeah, a hundred percent. It can be, I mean, so, so there are different levels to this, right? So I, I, I want to talk to the general public here versus people that have had extreme trauma because that is its own thing entirely. And I would highly recommend seeking out a trauma therapist if that's something that you have dealt with. And if you're having CPTSD or PTSD, I would highly recommend accessing a specialist for that. However, if we're talking about the average person that is dealing with average sort of um, just, you know, the the things that we get, no matter how good our childhood is, and no matter how good our lives are, um, you can start feeling those things at any point. You could start feeling at the moment you get here, you know what I mean? And it depends on where those things are blocked in your bodies. And we actually have certain feelings and emotions that are blocked in certain chakras in our body. Um, so essentially, what I would recommend basically is when you start feeling that thing, allow it. And, and that is actually a practice of its own that people don't necessarily know how to do. And I, I can do my best to explain how that works. But feeling emotion fully as it comes up in the same vein as reminding yourself that you're safe in this moment. And a lot of people recommend naming the emotion and like claiming it and, and doing all these things. And I actually don't. I actually think that you can fully feel an emotion without naming it necessarily. You can fully, fully feel that thing and let it like flow, whatever it is. If it makes you laugh, if it makes you cry, if it makes you want to dance and like jiggle, do it. Like whatever that feels like. And again, a safe space that you're maybe in private and that you can do whatever comes up and be weird and silly and feel ridiculous. Um, Actually, one of the best things that you can do for your nervous system is just shake, just like jiggle, just like move whatever it is inside of your body and as it comes up whatever feels good to your body that's part of building that relationship part of that listening what feels good right now what do you want to do do you want to move your shoulders do you want to dance do you want to like flip out and scream do you like what feels good to come out um because as you're accessing those things and especially as you're accessing those things for the first time you might have some extreme emotions that want to come out or they're very, very minimal. And as you start to do this practice more and more, you might have deeper and deeper things that start to release. Um, but the the key is to let yourself feel them fully and let it grow and build until it's ready to be released and then have no judgment when it comes out and how it comes out. It's not, it's not up to you how it comes out. And um, it's a funny thing. I, I myself have had to remind myself in um, private, even when I'm doing this kind of thing in private, like you're not doing this for attention. This is how your body wants to release. There's no one here to see this. You know what I mean? Like um, you have to sometimes allow yourself to look ridiculous or sound ridiculous or be ridiculous um, because that's how it wants to be released and no judgment of yourself and just let it be. This process feels very primal. Yeah, very primal at this level. Totally is. So I have a question since we're on the emotion side and we mentioned open relationships. Mm -hmm. The biggest question that I get from clients is I'm feeling jealous. I'm feeling insecure and they can name it like they've, Mm -hmm. they've done enough work where they are feeling it and they're naming it. And they're like, 
how do I make this go away? How do I process this? So every time it comes up, I don't hyperventilate or I don't want to tell my partner, no, you can't speak to this person because I'm feeling a sort of way about it. Totally. And yeah, as someone who has been in many open relationships, that's such a thing. Like no matter how secure you are in yourself, you may feel jealousy. And for me, the thing that I talk about with my clients for jealousy specifically is it's actually a really amazing indicator. So if you just look at it just like that, just as an indicator of something that you want, and then be able to communicate that. So it it may be something that they're doing with another partner that you're like, that thing that you're doing with them, that would feel really good for me to have in my life. It's not, you know, it's not like, I'm so jealous of them. They're separate. I, I, you know, this sort of thing of like, I can't have what they have. It's actually, oh, I actually just want that thing. It's a really good indicator of that's something that I would really appreciate in my life. And that can be within relationships. So that can be like, of course, social media. We see people all the time that have things that we don't have and we might feel jealousy, but the reality is it's simply an indicator. So if you treat it like that and let yourself fully feel that, then you can actually start to go after whatever it is that you want. Instead of it being this like block, it can actually be, oh, then how do I communicate my need or my want that I just found because of this jealousy? And how do I start to look for that, whether it be with that partner or another, or in your life, I, I want that kind of house. Okay, how do you start building so that you can have that kind of house? Or how do you start building so you can have that kind of lifestyle? Simply an indicator. That is hugely helpful. I have never heard anyone say that. Cool. Yeah, it's great. something I've, that you want. Had... So yeah, like, so stop prohibiting your partner from having it and you go fucking find it for yourself. That's exactly right. Holy crap. And I imagine <laughs> that any emotion that really triggers us in some way, it could be happy. It could be sad. It could be <clears throat> inquisitive and you're deeply inquisitive that like, that's something to be aware of your body's telling you mm-hmm. go after it. Yeah. And it, and that you're exactly right. That can, that can process with any emotion. Um, it's simply the perspective of judgment that blocks it from being a creation point. So when you're looking at yourself saying, I'm judging you for being jealous, instead of saying, oh, I know that I want this thing because of my jealousy, then I can go start creating that thing. That's the thing that blocks and actually makes it get stuck in your body and then fester and then become a bigger problem. If you could fully feel the emotion and then just take it as what it is, an indicator of something outside of yourself, then you can go after it. You can make this so simple. I've never thought about this before. Judgment blocks you from creation. Mm-hmm. Freaking love it. Okay. So <laughs> we've talked about emotions and we've talked about feeling our body. Maybe this leads us next into our body telling us being intuitive totally. about what we want or where we should go or what a yes is or what a no is. Totally. So before we can really get to full, so there's a really simple practice um, called applied community. Well, it's a part of applied kinesiology for um, getting your body's yeses and nos. Um, and some people are able to do it right away. Some people need a little bit more access to their body to be able to do it, but I can teach that now. And then we can talk about if you're having trouble with that, what you can do to back up and start building a better relationship with your body. So the first, uh, it's so simple, which is really fun. Literally just sit, sit with your um, back tall, one hand on your heart and one hand on your belly. Take a couple of deep breaths. 
all the way as low as you can. Again, might take a little bit of practice to get there if you're not used to this. And you'll feel kind of like a sinking down into your belly where you just feel kind of landed. Okay, so from that point, all you have to do is close your eyes and just ask, body, show me a yes. And just feel and listen for what that feels like. And the same for no. Body, show me a no. And I like to play and flip back and forth between those as many times as it takes for the person to embody and feel and know what that feels like in their body so that when things come up, they can feel that yes or no. And for me, yes feels like this like sort of tingly, excited feeling, like uh-huh. a little nervous and excited. And no feels like dull, just like dead, just like nothing. But people can have different feelings in their body. Their body talks to them differently than mine necessarily does. So that's why knowing that yes and no is so important because then you can can know how to move forward with it and listen to it throughout the day and listen to it throughout your sex life, especially very important um, and start to build that relationship with your body. Did, were you able to feel your yes? I was, I was going to tell you, mine was a little different. Yay! So my yes was like this almost sinking feeling like pressure on my shoulders, like almost mm-hmm. like someone was like putting their hands on me and giving a little weight. Right. And then my no was like this fluttery feeling at the top of my head. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so different. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. But then if you can practice and know what those feel like and just know inherently that's a yes, that's a no, then you can move forward in your life like that. And you can do that with literally anything, which I think is so cool. You could be in the grocery store and ask body, is this vegetable a yes or a no? Or is this snack a yes or a no? Is this supplement a yes or a no? And your body will tell you. I had no idea. I've played with pendulums in the exact same <laughs> way. I've taken pendulum classes. But you don't always have a pendulum on you or a necklace that you can use in the middle of the store while you're waiting for it to do the thing, right? And so mm-hmm. this is really neat. So has yours always your stayed consistently? Your body is a pendulum. Your body is a pendulum. Has mm-hmm. your yeses and nos always stayed consistent in your body or has it switched and do you question. have to ask every time? That's a good question. No, I mean, I think it's stayed pretty consistent. Um, it's always good and important to sort of remind yourself what that feels like if you, because it's it's so easy to forget. I'm a coach that teaches this. And there are times in my life where I'm like, I haven't even checked with my body about this at all. You know, like, so there are moments where it's helpful to be like, okay, yeah, will you show me again? What's a yes and a no? Check back in and then start to continue that relationship. And of course, just as anything, everything evolves. You know, I think mine have actually gotten more subtle over time um, because I've listened for such a long time. It just is more like inherent um, than it used to be more intense feeling. So. Okay. Well now I'm curious, how does this relate to your pussy? Totally. Okay. So, well, let's, let's back up really quickly actually, because, um, building a relationship with your body is trickier and more, um, it takes a little bit of time, just like any relationship. So I actually wouldn't recommend going directly to your genitals unless that is how you relate to life. If you are genital forward, if you're a sexual being, if you're a sacral being, and that's how you relate to all of life, then you might feel it in your pussy first. And that might be great. And that might be work for you. But if you don't, I've got a piece of hair in my eye. <laughs> um, if you don't, then you might need a little bit more time and energy spent into building a relationship with your body. And I have a cool exercise that I'd love to share with people to kind of how to do that. Um, so as we grow up, especially in our world, I know I, and I know a lot of my clients have spent so much time in the mirror, sort of just, um, picking apart our bodies 
and um, being feeling bad and again, having that judgment for why do you look like this or why can't it look like this um, and those kind of things and maybe even just internally saying negative things about places on our body or our body as a whole or how we look. So um, one of the first things that you can do that will really help start this relationship building is actually just to go bit by bit of your body, starting with your toes all the way up piece by piece, all the way to your fingertips and the top of your head. Um, and literally just connecting with body and saying, Hey body, I'm so sorry that I called those toes ugly or wish they were this way or wish they were that way, wish they didn't have hair on them or wish they were, you know, cuter or whatever. And, and then um, say, thank you for all that you've done. Like I would not be able to walk and run and jump and do all the fun things that I like to do without toes. So thank you, you know, and remind yourself and remind your body that you are a partner with it in life. You couldn't do life without it. You couldn't be here. You couldn't type. You couldn't like, you know, move. You couldn't be, you couldn't exist without this body. So as much as you want to look like something else or be something else, um, you, you need to appreciate it for what it is. And it's a vehicle. And so starting building that relationship with, with, apologizing and just saying, Hey, I, I know I, I said these things internally or out loud or whatever. Um, but I want you to know body that I'm sorry that I've said those things because really I'm an appreciation for you. And as soon as you start the things that you appreciate, appreciate. And so they start to develop. I actually visually physically changed when I started this practice, I started like enjoying my appearance more and more because I started this relationship with my body and I actually like like my ass got bigger and my waist got smaller as I started this building this relationship and my skin started clearing up and I started having more and more like physical things that I appreciated and liked about my body when I started this practice so it's pretty crazy stuff that's so cool thank you for sharing that Yeah, totally. So um, anyway, so that's a really good place to start. And then of course, when we're talking about, so let's, let's focus on vulva owners for a second, because that is most of the people that I work with. Um, Where do we start? So when it comes to sex and women and or vulva owners, we have been um, really taught that our needs don't really matter for it historically for a long period of time. And um, our bodies have been used as sort of bartering practice in um, history. I mean, that's basically people would, the, the practice of marriage was for bartering for land and bartering for money and like things like that. Um, and so we were used as a, as a bartering chip. Um, and so it hasn't really been that long since that was the reality of our culture and how women are treated. And of course we've fought for rights and there's been a ton of change over the last several hundred years. And that's amazing, but it doesn't mean that our lineage doesn't still have that. And we aren't still embodied in that. So um, when it comes to female pleasure, it's still not as widely talked about and people like you are totally talking about it and people um, are starting to really make that um, a known thing and how important it is, but it's certainly still new, newer. It's still um, uh, not fully embodied by every woman. Um, and so when we start to think about what it looks like to build that relationship with body, one of the things 
things that comes up is what does it look like for my body to want to do something, whether it be sexual or not in life? Libido is the same, whether it is sexual or like in life. Libido is the drive. Libido is the thing that pulls you or pushes you towards something else. So when you're looking at life as a whole, libido is that yes and no in your pussy. And libido is that thing that drives you forward. And so for me, when I started connecting in with not just body, but my pussy and its yeses and nos, I started to have more deeper I started to have deeper, more meaningful relationships. I started to have more success in business. I started to being able to coach people from a place of intuition and ease. I started having more ease and flow in my life because it's naturally what I want, what I'm looking for, what is pulling me, what is pushing me in life instead of sort of um, thinking logically through everything and sort of doing what society tells us we're supposed to do it started to be the thing that led me towards things. And it's crazy how many things just are synchronistic and start happening when you flow with life as it is and you flow towards your natural desires. Does that make sense? It does. So are you saying increase your libido in order to drive your life forward? I am saying that libido is the thing that drives life forward. And so when it comes to the definition of libido, it's not necessarily just sexual. It is, it is the fire. It's like the, and that's my, part of why my podcast is called Fire and Flow. It's about the fire in your belly, the fire in your sacral chakra specifically, um, that is the creation point for all of life. So when you are connected deeply to that piece of yourself and you can listen to the yeses and nos, you can move forward with ease and flow because it is your natural being and the way that you're wanting to engage with life, the libido for life. Get it. Okay. So how do we connect to her? Totally. So same thing as Take us there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's important. Um, So... The same thing as body, it's building a relationship. And just like any relationship, you have to build trust. You have to start from the bottom and work your way up. You can't just um, expect that they're going to show up. Just like any relationship, you have to start building. Hey there, I love to tell you about my Patreon account. So as many of you know, as things become more and more censored, it's harder for content creators like us to stay live on these amazing platforms like TikTok and Instagram and YouTube. So what I've done is our spicier content now lives over on Patreon. We currently have some really fun episodes up, like how to give amazing blowjobs. I also just recorded and uploaded my night in a dungeon with a dominatrix. What can you expect? Weekly episodes and weekly content, some of it being sex ed, some of it being story and erotic telling, like I just did with my night in the dungeon. Some of it being more podcasting where we have a guest on. So for an entry price right now of $5 per month, you can hop into my Patreon account and check it out. Check the show notes below for more information. Hope to see you there. Bye. So um, same thing as we just talked about with body, the same thing with your genitals. So for me, I um, 
grew up in my teenagers, especially thinking, oh, that is not what a pussy should look like or feel like or anything like that. And so I had a really disconnected experience with my pussy, especially with purity culture being such a thing. I thought that masturbation was bad. I thought that hooking up was bad. I thought that sex was bad. I So I really disconnected from it completely. So it actually took me a decent amount of time to build that relationship back up with my pussy to start hearing her yeses and nos. And it took me starting with my body connection before I could even go to my pussy connection. So just keep in mind that it is a process. It's a relationship. It's a discipline, just like anything else. You can't expect it to be immediate. So when you are connecting with your genitals, with your pussy, one of the key, key things is patience just like in in any sexual situation um really really delicious gourmet sex starts with patience right it's really about the build-up the touch the feel like the sensuality of it like when you we've all I mean not all hopefully but most of us have had this experience of like the sort of um, casual sex or the the people that just go straight in, no foreplay, no foreplay or like lube it up and go right in. Like that's not that good of an experience, right? That's not something you're going to remember for the rest of your life. Like that's not, that's not something like that's building a trust and a relationship. So same thing with your pussy. You have to start building that trust and relationship with just don't even like not even entering her, just really around her, like, like showing her that she's worth the time and space and energy, just like any relationship, putting in time, space and energy before you start um, expecting anything of her. Okay. So starting there, um, and Kim Anami mm-hmm. is an amazing, amazing person and podcaster and coach. Um, and she has some really cool practices on self-pleasure and starting to build that relationship with your pussy. And she talks a lot about um, vaginal Kung Fu, which is a really cool, uh, basically like strengthener. So there is this sort of um, actual body strengthening, just like any muscle So strengthening the actual muscles of your pussy alongside the emotional and energetic connection that you have with it. So just like anything else, like to get stronger, you have to put a discipline in, you have to put the work in to actually get stronger. Same thing with pussy, you're going to actually want to start strengthening the vaginal walls so that you can start interacting with it on a, a deeper and more connected level. So um, yoni eggs are a really good way to do that Um, or kegels if you're doing them correctly. Um, Again, Kim and Ami has some really good resources on that. I won't, I won't try to um, explain all of them here and now. Um, That's not my expertise, Um, but she has some really good resources on that. Um, But yeah, just building that connection, building that physical strength alongside the energetic connection Um, And then another um, thing that you can do is just literally start talking to your pussy, just like you talk to body, like I was talking about, Um, wake up in the morning and say, hey, pussy, how's it going? Like, so glad to see you today. You can do mirror work, looking in the mirror and looking at her, admiring her, same thing, apologizing for anything that you've said in the past or done in the past that may not have been a relationship builder, might have been a relationship like depleter you know um those sexual situations that you said yes to that you didn't want to that you sort of um like circumnavigated her wants and needs pussies wants and needs to 
fulfill a situation or an obligation potentially. Any of those things that have happened that you can go back and repair those situations with your pussy are going to start building that trust. So there's like a physical, emotional, and then energetic sort of um, thing that you can do to start again, building that relationship because that's what it is. I love this so much. And I've been sitting here debating on like, should I do a share? I try to be really transparent. And I wrote down, connect with the way your pussy looks, which you talked about through the mirror exercise, Mm -hmm. feels, Mm -hmm. tastes, smells, Mm -hmm. and how she enjoys pleasure. And, you know, if you, if you go back to the beginning of our conversation, which was like, most of us can't feel anything from here down. Mm -hmm. So there is no correlative, correlative relationship with any of this stuff. And mm-hmm. I think most of us put clothes on and we go do our things and we take a shower and we hurry, we put more clothes on and like, we don't have any idea what we really look like, especially our genitals. And I watched Sex, Love and Goop like two years ago when mm-hmm. Gwyneth Paltrow, when that came out and they had a really beautiful mirror exercise. And I was like, I have never actually just looked at my genitals. I was in a, I was in a marriage for over eight years where he had never seen my genitals. I shit you not. He did not go down on me. He had no idea what they looked like. He knew what they felt like. Wow. He would enter me, right? Yeah. But he yeah. didn't spend a lot of time there. And so yeah. I didn't spend a lot of time there either, you know, yeah. which is so sad. And so I remember like when I first started working out with my trainer three years ago, and I'd go to the gym and I'd get sweaty or I'd do like butterfly and you're, you know, you're above your genitals. You're like sweaty. You're, you can start to smell your essence. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like ashamed and being like, oh, I wish I didn't smell at all. Like, I just want to smell like Bath and Body Works. And so oh. when you realize like, no, you have a very specific taste and smell according mm-hmm. to your own pheromones and like. I don't know, 90 out of a hundred men don't care. They love that. Like they want to mm-hmm. smell you the real hundred percent. That's always telling my partner. He's always like, babe, I love you most right after a workout or when you have sat outside in the sun all day and you smell like mm-hmm. sunshine, like that's mm-hmm. the way I want to smell you. Oh, that's so I, cool. Isn't that sweet? And so I yeah. think if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, I'm ready to do something really scary. I would listen to Allie. Go look in the mirror. I love those um, photographs or art of like all the different kinds of vaginas, all the ways they look and hair and no hair and the way the lips are this way and that way. And, and it, I, it, I swear, like just the last year or two, I've, I've actually been brave enough to look not only, but like my own body body, and be like, okay, I look like this one and be able to identify that. And y'all, most people never do this. Totally. Be brave. Be willing to smell yourself. Mm -hmm. Be willing to taste yourself. This is your body. We're safe. We're safe in our bodies. This is our body and this is our home. And if we don't know her, how in the world can we expect another human to know her? That's exactly right. Right. If we mm-hmm. don't know how to bring her pleasure, what kind of pleasure she wants, mm-hmm. how in the world can we expect another man or woman or humanoid or whoever? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> exactly right. Us. And 
And um, I would I would claim that the key to true gourmet sex is knowing yourself enough to be able to communicate with your partner and being able that you can only go to the depth of that which you have met yourself. So if I can't look at my own genitals or I can't taste, touch, feel like express in some way with my own body, mm-hmm. how the hell am I going to do that with someone else to the level that I want them to meet me at? You know, that's where it gets like real and intimate and vulnerable is when you can really be fully expressed with someone in that way and you feel good and comfortable and sexy in your own body. That's when they're going to like freaking die. It's it's yeah, the best. That's and it's so rare that the man Mm -hmm. that finds a woman who is fully embodied and knows her vagina has like struck fucking gold. And he knows. Yeah, literally life hack. <laughs> yeah, life hack. They'll be addicted to you. <laughs> <laughs> Want to be more desirable? Go check in with your pussy. <laughs> yeah, it's real. It's totally real. So I feel real. like we're like, <laughs> we're almost back to the beginning of the conversation. We have to bring this back together with like, okay, now yeah. we know her. Now, how do we listen yeah. to her for intuition? And what does that mean? Totally. Totally. Yeah. So it's, it just happens. Um, with your everyday life. That's why I was like, let's just talk about life as a whole, not necessarily business or relationships, but it can be applied to any of these things. I would start with little decisions. You know, what do I want to eat today? What do I want to feel today? What do I want to wear today? Because he's so good at picking out clothes. What do I want to wear? What do I want to feel good in? Just start there, you know, start with little things and let her help you decide what feels good. And you will start to see in your life when you start to set up your day in the way that your pussy wants you to, there will be synchronicities coming in and flying in like crazy. Everything will start clicking into place because you're leading with the truth. You're leading with your truth, you know? And so, yeah, start with those little things and start with the, like I just said, in the morning waking up and one of the first things that you do is start to communicate with your body, communicate with yourself, and then communicate with your pussy. Just say, hey. How's it going? Like, what do we want to do today? You can even just start asking that question. Just start asking, what do you want to wear today? What do we want to eat today? What do we want to do today? Like, what feels good? And you will start being led in the direction of of the truth of your life. How does she say yes? I need to know this. Is it yeah, an so instant gush? Like, how good <sighs> is this? So it can feel like being turned on. That's yeah. how I personally feel it. That's it's, how I feel it's it like too. A, turn on feeling. I'm a little wet by this. Okay. Let's yeah. Good. Good. You should be wet from life. You should be. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's when you, that's when you know that you're like in the flow of life, when you start feeling turned on by situations and that's what you can feel that like, yes, from. So like for me in, uh, let's take a really simple example of clothing. So let's take it down to, down to like the logistics of what this looks like, right? So when I'm picking out something in the morning, one of the things that you can do is literally go to your closet and start touching things, start feeling things. Don't think about like the logistics specifics of like, oh, I should or shouldn't wear this or whatever. Like start just feeling things in your closet and asking pussy, like you can say it out loud, like pussy, show me what's a yes. And then you can start feeling and touching things and you will feel her activate as, 
as you're building the relationship, right? Like there might be some work ahead of this, but you can start to feel her activate and turn on like, oh, I touched this really yummy linen thing. And she's like, yes. And I'm like, okay, cool. So you put that on your body and then you feel and embody that yes, as you put it on your body. And then going forward, you've just like leveled up. You know what I mean? Mm. Pussy's already activated for the day. And now we start to like level on top of that. Okay, pussy, what do you want to eat? Do these like this yummy berry smoothie look good or does this bagel look good? And she's like, oh, berry smoothie looks really good. You know, you can feel that yes in your pussy. You're like, okay. So you start building and activating on top of each other. And then you can start to make bigger and bigger decisions. You can start to make business decisions with your pussy, which is when it gets really good. You can start to make relationship decisions with your pussy. In fact, you should be making relationship decisions with your pussy because those that those hormones, those pheromones, and that body intuition do not lie. They don't lie. They will tell you when things are good or not. I don't know if you have ever um, experienced this or heard of this, but your body can actually tell you that someone is a no through like if you're getting BV a ton, or if you're getting yeast infections a ton with that person, that person might be a no for your body and you've ignored it and you've just continued on. So there are, there are indicators along the way of no, and they can get more and more serious. Um, but if you start listening in those little day-to-day actions, you can start listening in the bigger, bigger decisions and bigger things in life. Oh, yummy. And imagine if we lived this way without like all the societal pressure, the norms, the programming that said, well, but Ellie, I have to be married to have sex. And then what happens if my vagina doesn't like his penis? Like mm-hmm. instead you can lead your whole life this way. And as you're dating mm-hmm. and you're trying people and you're having sex and you're like, okay, that's a clear no. Cause mm-hmm. every time we have sex, it like, it feels weird. It's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I feel dry mm-hmm. or burny or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Your body is an con- STI. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Your body is constantly talking to you. We've just wow. tuned it out. We've just tuned it out. And so that's why building that relationship with body and then pussy is, is one of the most important things that you can do because your body is always leading with that libido if you can connect back into it. And it's connected to your truth, to like who you are deeply, deeply, deeply in your soul. And so it's always leading you in that direction. But you have to be quiet enough, intelligent enough, and connected enough to listen to it. Holy shit, this was amazing. So people are <laughs> listening and they're like, I need more Ellie in my life. And maybe she can teach me how to be this way. How oh, can yeah. people, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? What do you have going on? Tell us all. Yeah, totally. Um, Instagram is always a really good way. That's where I post most of my stuff. Um, And then, yeah, um, the main way I am interacting with individuals right now is one-on-one coaching. Um, So I have one-on-one coaching slots available um, for spring and summer. Um, I have about three available for spring and summer okay. so far. So. Yeah, that's the main way right now. I've been working on some courses and things um, to have more cheaper and like more mass ways to interact. But right now, one-on-one coaching is the way. Um, and I work with people on life, um, relationships, and business as well, all in one. So you don't have to say, I need business coaching. I need life coaching. Like we're doing it all together because it is all connected. That's why mm-hmm. like when you're connected to body, connected to your intuition, and you're doing those disciplined practices to build this relationship, like all of it clicks into place. You don't have to have individual goals. It all comes with ease and flow when you're doing this work. Mm-hmm. And you have a podcast. I do have a podcast. Yep. Yeah. Fire and flow is what it's called. Um, yep. Yeah. I, mean, I, I do a lot of conversations um, with people and, and 
connecting to their own intuition and their sacred business and sacred sacred life that flows from that place. Perfect. Well, I'll put all of this stuff in the links below. You guys go down there and make sure that you follow Ellie. Go hit subscribe on her podcast. I'm sure it's even more stimulating than the conversation we just had. Um, I love that it can flow into every part of your life, including business. So thank you so much for being on. This has been so much fun. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Bye.